right. Autobots transform. Well, hey, and uh, welcome to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And uh, today it's uh, episode one of season three. The next five episodes we're watching are The Five Faces of Darkness <laughs> Part One, The Five Faces of Darkness Part Two, The Five Faces of Darkness Part Three, The Five Faces of Darkness Part Four, and The Five Faces of Darkness Part Five. Yeah. And what we're, we're going to do. <laughs> is that these next episodes are just going to come out back-to-back, five days in a row, and Paul and I are going to record yep. them all in one session and have a beer with each episode. So <laughs> we'll see if we make it to five. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Um. It is the year 2005. The Great Wars are finally over and the Autobots have won. But while the Autobots celebrate their victory with the new leader Rodimus Prime, surviving Decepticons without a leader of their own and desperately low on Energon of their own have retreated to the burned-out planet of Char. And this episode opens with like the last what two minutes of yeah they the it picks up right where the movie left off just yeah. when they when uh, Unicron's head blows up and uh, yeah. spins around it's the moon uh, of Cybertron yeah. basically uh, so we, we we have all that stuff we have the voiceover and then we go to Char where all the Decepticons are mm. and lovely place it's it's a shithole <laughs> Astrotrain arrives and he has like <laughs> yeah, a very small amount of Metatron. And he's badly damaged. Yeah. <laughs> he's so weak he can't hardly even transform. He gets his front half in a robot mode and his back yeah. half still in locomotive. Yeah, it's somewhere between a train and a space shuttle, and he's just yeah. got his upper half going. Yeah. And he like the the other Decepticons all run in and they steal the uh, the energon. And it's they never really show in one clear shot who's there, but you do see the constructicons, the stunicons and combaticons mm. are there. <laughs> The the Constructicons try to form Devastator, yeah. but they don't have enough energy to get Bone Crusher to stick <laughs> to them, so he doesn't have one yeah. of his arms. They go for it anyway. And in all of this chaos, suddenly Cyclonus Scourge and the Sweeps arrive, and Cy- mm. Cyclonus wants to resurrect Galvatron, and he will not allow the name Megatron to be said. Yeah, because Astrotrain's like, yeah, it wasn't like this back in the days of Megatron. He's like, mm. whatever. And Astrotrain's like, that was the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, it was. We go to this Aztec-looking city. It's on an asteroid. We see so many just LSD tripped-out planets. Like fucking in this. Marvin the Martian, Dr. Seuss stuff, man, yeah. But on this, so there's this Aztec-looking city, and there's these, like, intergalactic Olympics, a bunch of different yeah. species it's and the robots. Archidroids. And, and like yeah. Frogs that are walking on their hands. It's yeah. Like there's freaking weird-looking creatures. So we're watching the games, and we uh, cut for a bit to Warpath and Bubble Bee watching on TV, and then um, Ultra yeah. Magnus kind of speaks. Zowie! <laughs> speaks. We have an unusual leader. Bling! Yeah. Well, and then it's a lot of this five uh, series or five episode series is focused on Rodimus learning he has to not be so, you know, hot headed. And yeah. he, he really does have to win their trust. I don't think he does by the end of it. I'm not a Rodimus <laughs> fan. Rodimus, uh, Rodimus opens up these games and then there's a, a kind of a neat race, actually. It's like half car race, half Iron Man competition. Yeah, yeah like yeah, Jazz is. Uh the Autobot competitor, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, they're all Transformers. It's like, yeah, they're zooming along, and then he transforms, and he's swinging over a moat or something on a chain. Yeah. And it's like that friggin' uh, something's castle, whatever, that uh, 
the overdub of that Japanese like, game show or whatever where to, everybody's Takeshi's like, Castle. That's it. Yeah, I think it kind of reminded Takeshi's, me of that. Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, it, it, it did have some of that. It reminded me. Do you remember the uh, kids game show back way back in the oh, day? Oh, Fun uh, House. Yeah, <laughs> reminded me of that. So anyway, uh, we we have Perceptor back at the base where uh, Warpath and Bubble Beer watching on TV. This is at Autobot City, by the way, which starts to slowly be referred to as Metroplex. Yeah, because it, it gradually looks a little bit more like it and then finally bang it's metroplex yeah. if you thought season two was bad where it was just like new toy new toy now this we're not even is... introducing them some of them don't even get called a name they're just there they have an ability and they leave and they're just in and out and in and out and they are just they are rebuilding the entire universe anyway uh perceptor sends blur and wheelie on a mission to autobot city this is i guess they're they're not at autobot city but they have to take the transformation cog or a brand new one to metroplex and this is just the entire plot line like this this is what drives the plot of the next five episodes (laughs) but uh jez wins this event of because of course he does. But one of the competitors in this yeah. thing, his name is Munka Spanka. Mon- Munka Spanka. Munka Spanka. There's a couple. Uh, <laughs> wait till we get to Carbomia. Oh yeah. Jesus it's like I, I guarantee you, Steve just fell for another bet. Yeah. Steve from accounting, like you want to see how many sketchy things I can get into the writing this year, Steve. I wonder if all that's right. what it is. If the writers were like, look, we got a movie and two seasons out of all this already. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to cancel us, but I'm going to we can get away with. But. No. Um, so they, they launch off in a shuttle. They're going to take this transformation cog, cog to, this is when they start calling a Metroplex. And on some screen somewhere, there's an evil monster in the darkness. It's wow. the Quintessons. And they're watching this. Ooh. And, and they want to learn what makes humans live and perish. Like, can they all <coughs> talk really ridiculous yeah yeah the humans are like the one thing that they don't get which is kind of odd because we've seen other biological aliens especially these games but Mm. whatever um so they contact this lizard looking creep whatever i don't know what (laughs) his name is i don't think they gave whatever he is a thing and he blows up the olympic torch at these games and sparks go everywhere and the autobots can't see what's going on Everything is covered in smoke. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, like, wow. it, it's everywhere. And ships, the these ships comes down. A bunch of other lizard monster guys get out. And, yeah, these foreshadowy things. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a whole big battle. A bunch of confusion in the smoke. And when it clears, Spike, Carly, and Daniel. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh no, they're running at Spike, Carly, and Daniel through the smoke. That's what happens. Yeah. So I guess Spike and Carly did hook up. It's a yeah. So Carly's Daniel's mom. I guess I she really looks like. Know um, that. She's dressed like fucking Nuka Girl. They're all dressed in like, yeah, they're in like 60s alien or 60s space gear. But yeah, they're running at the three of them and they can't be stopped. And commercial break. And when we come back, oh, Springer goes up and douses a torch. Yeah. And when like a thing throws a grenade here and like when the smoke clears, Spike is poof, gone. He's just gone. Yeah. Spike (laughs) and Cop and Ultra Magnus. They're all gone. Mm. And uh, (laughs) there's one line here where Springer's like, this is going to be tough. And the RC is like, I can't even see the attacker. He's like, that's what makes it tough. It's like, <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. So just as oh Rodimus is like trying to shut down the planet, uh, a spaceship bursts out of the ground and Springer and Arcee rush, rush, yeah. rush off to follow it. It's the lizard guy. And Rodimus has this weird moment where he's like, why did I have to be the chosen one? Yeah. Like, he like, just stands there moping. Like, what? <laughs> Suck it up, dude. You've already had your big arc, and it was in a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Get the move on. <laughs> We're selling toys. Anyway, Blur and Wheelie fly past Unicron's head. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 
<laughs> Could you imagine like being in that ship, like with these two talking? Like because Blur's like blah, 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 and wheelies, oh everything's rhyming. God. Like five minutes in that room with those two, and you'd blow your fucking brains out. And later on, <laughs> like, they hook him up with they hooked him up with Blaster by the end of this, and he rhymes yes. nonstop too. It's just Jesus. <laughs> As they pe- fly past. uh it's kind of a neat just transition where they fly past and then we go towards Unicron's head and Cyclonus and the sweeps have entered the head. He's just hanging out on Unicron's face. Like, yeah. yeah. Hang out here. They, cl- they crawl <laughs> into the eye and they're looking for the memory bank. They find the bank. We have a uh, we see the clip of Rodimus Prime throwing Galvatron mm. through the wall uh, into space. I like one thing they do here because uh, a few uh, times in these episodes, I, I think I write down something that somebody says, like, oh, that's so fucking stupid. And then I unpause it. And the very next line somebody says is exactly what I wrote down. And this is one of those ones where they hear, like, kind of this echoey uh, voice or something. And uh, the sweeps are, like, kind of scared. And, like, Cyclones is like, it's Unicron is dead. It must just be the wind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I wrote down, there's no wind in space. And then as soon as it comes back, Scourge is like, there's no wind in space. Yeah. Okay. Touche, show. Touche. Well done. Um, Well played. Having seen this old tape, Cyclonus can calculate Galvatron's trajectory and figures out he landed on the planet Thrall. Thrall. That's what it was called. Because a lot of the things the Quintessons say and a lot of other things, it's there's so many effects and, and things on the voice. It's like, what in the hell did they just call that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so I'm glad you got it. I've started, in season three, I've officially started going to the Transformers wiki just to look oh. at an episode <laughs> recap and put in the correct names of things. Oh, there you go. So they, uh, they open up a camera or something. They find him on a viewer. They see his hand sticking out of like a plasma pool or something yeah it's another screwy looking planet yeah but they, oh this planet it looks like a crumpled piece of paper surrounded by 3d <laughs> graffiti um but galvatron's hand coming out of a pool of something is proof of yeah he's something. alive i guess and they, oh now we go to blaster now <laughs> yeah. we go to blaster and he's flying his spaceship <laughs> mm-hmm. he's coming into oh my god the guy that gets on the radio i had to write down this whole thing it's abdul so, Fu- yeah, fukadi <laughs> supreme military commander president for life king of kings of the socialist democratic federated republic of carbomia fucking like, no like oh my no really that is what they and call they, it they spell like, it. this is why casey Kasem left the show it's yeah like, they spell it c-a-r B-O-M-B-Y-A. They're not even trying wow. to hide the racism no. at this point. And this guy is such a throwaway character. Like, he never comes back. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Why did you need to put that in? I know it was the 80s, and we hate Russia, and we hate, you know, oil wars and whatever, but just, mm. holy fuck, they, that's They throw just... everything in there, like socialist. Oh, no. <laughs> socialist, democratic, federal, yeah. republic. Of I'm president of for life and supreme military leader. And like, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> he insists he's not harboring Decepticons and the guys in the background are like and they can't stop laughing <laughs> yeah, so the, the the Autobots land and this is I don't think his name was even said again this no. is where I went to the wiki I had to look this one Outback. too yeah because I thought it was one of the Technobots that you f- we're going to get into much much later but I'm like why mm. the hell does this guy have an Australian accent and it's a bad Australian accent <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really he's got his Decepticon detector <laughs> yeah and it's it's kind of you know he's like hey man there ain't no such thing as a Decepticon detector I know that and you knew that 
but I don't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, so he goes, they go out and, and uh, he he looks around and says, oh, I'm picking up these shifty coons. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> and uh, over by one of the hangars, yeah. uh, Durge and Ramjet are like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's get out of here. Sitting there. Yeah. Oh, no, they saw us. Let's book it. <laughs> so they book it. But then oh, Outback throws something that looks like a Frisbee, and he throws this thing like a country mile, and it explodes and takes yeah. down both jets. I thought, okay, it'd be funny if he threw that, and then it was like a boomerang, and it came back. <laughs> like, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, Crocky! Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so so they, um, they go down, and very quickly, like without any real interrogation, they just tell yeah, Blaster like, back where Char is. Where is it? And uh, they, they report that back to Barotimus. Yeah. So he's going to head out. And I can't remember. I should say I watched these episodes like three, maybe four days ago. So I don't remember why, but Grimlock goes yeah. with him. Well, it's like uh, Perceptor's examining some dead thing, and uh, he reminds Rodimus that they have no evidence that this is Decepticons doing it. First of all, let's just get there up there. But Rodimus oh, is like, whoa, yeah. wells, right? And then um, Perceptor says he's going to go with him, and then Rodimus points out, uh, you know, the last two guys that tried to watch out for me got kidnapped. So Perceptor's like, yeah, good point. So <laughs> take Grimlock. It's like <laughs> Grimlock just starts jumping up and down for joy, like with his hands in the air. It's like... Oh my god! Anyway. He has gotten even more infantile uh, now. So yeah, they they're gonna head off, and then we go to Springer and RC. They're trailing that creepy lizard, and he goes <laughs> yeah. like past or into an asteroid, a weird looking spiky asteroid. Springer thinks he's gonna pull the old hyperdrive past the asteroid bit again, but nope, do. it's a different trick. It's the old robot arm in the asteroid bit, <laughs> and the thing grabs their ship <laughs> and, we, and starts squishing it. Yeah. And then we go to the old commercial break bit. And uh, when we come back, they they escape it and they escape their ship. They jump out of their ship and land in the asteroid below. And basically, it's a the asteroid is a spaceship, and the little lizard guy is controlling it. And they kind well, of yeah, and RC she like even wonders is this thing biological or mechanical? Mm-hmm. Which I that's kind of interesting because which is she? Right? Yeah. <laughs> is she bio- or yeah. both? Right. Anyway. So the lizard <laughs> they hear a sound and Springer immediately shoots at it. Yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> congratulations! You just shot it like. Your grandmother or something, you idiot. She's like, dead, you bastard. So, again, the another uh, bad guy quick to surrender. The lizard guy, he's like, what? I give up. I'm good. Hey, it was uh, the Decepticons paid me. Yeah, like, like Springer gets totally dirty hairy right here. Like he, he has the gun to this thing's throat, and the thing's like, no, no, you're not about. You got to do this. And he's like, I know what I got to do. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then RC is like, yeah, you blew up our ship, so we're taking yours. Like, no, we need this or anything else. It's like, we're doing this. Like, and, you're, and you can walk or something, I think she says. It's like, or you can take a hike. It's like, okay, this is a little... Uh, Different for Autobots. Yeah, we got a new breed of Autobot. Um, <laughs> this is a, this is the Zack Snyder Autobot verse. They um, <laughs> they, uh, they yeah. So he rushes off to like a getaway ship and whoosh away he goes and they fly off in the yeah. asteroid. And RC calls it a rockeroid and Springer says it's different from the one he learned to drive on. It's like because I guess that one was oh, only God. four speed and they reverse and this one is all the way towards <laughs> you and up instead of like you know how some sticks are now instead of all the way over and down. So yeah, he's. <laughs> So uh, he, the lizard guy, he contacts. Uh, we I think we see it's the Quintessons now, or maybe we don't. It's the Quintessons. He wants his bonus. They won't give it to him, and they're basically like, "You're lucky we don't kill you." Yeah, the thing has for a bonus, and I'm just like, "Oh man, I kind of miss that guy." <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, the Quintessons like, 
your your yeah. bonus is that you get to live. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike these two, when it cuts over to Ultra Magnus and Spike, who are being marched and down cut. this ramp towards something. And then we go back to Char, and the Decepticons are still <laughs> arguing over who should be leader. It shows the moon of Char, and it's about like 200 feet off yeah. the ground. Yeah. But like it, it just reminded me of that old Ren and Stimpy episode where Stimpy's outside like, oh, Ren, come look at the moon. Ren comes out of the tent and bangs his head <laughs> on the moon because it's so close. So, yeah. so Cyclonus arrives, and uh, he reports, Galvatron's alive, but we need Energon to save him. And Oh, while he's going on, Rodimus and Grimlock are there, and they're spying on them, everybody. Yeah, I like one line here that uh, Cyclonus, uh, when he flies in, and uh, Wild Rider's like, they better have Energon, and Dead End just looks at him and goes, or what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you going to do, you idiot? Yeah. <laughs> I like that guy, yeah, man. I like yeah. that end. Uh, but so, yeah, Cyclonus, Galvatron's alive, and they all start cheering like a bunch of idiots, and, and Cyclonus just gets all evangelical faith healer here like give my Decepticon <laughs> or whatever give until it hurts it's like they need all yeah, this energy he does say that. And, oh. and literally Motormaster walks up and gives Energon and then yeah. just collapses <laughs> yeah. so while Rodimus and Grimlock are watching this Rodimus puts it together that the Decepticons could not have kidnapped Magnus Spike and Cup yeah he's like man these guys are way too fucked up to do anything, let alone that. So there's somebody else. And as he's doing that, Grimlock is like, me make noise now for no real reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rodimus tries to, like, clamp his mouth shut, but no, the Decepticons <laughs> notice. And now all of a sudden they have the energy to attack, and they do so. Okay, today we're going to talk about gravity. Again. Do you know why stars and planets and large moons are more or less spheres? Gravity. If you get enough of something in one spot in space, it will collapse under its own mass and form a sphere. These Marvin the Martian looking planets, which are anything but spherical, wouldn't have the gravity to hold an atmosphere or have clouds or be geologically active enough to have pools of lava or elaborate underground bases with giant robot arms capable of grabbing and keeping hold of a flying starship. At the very least, that asteroid should have started spinning like crazy when it grabbed onto their ship. But wait, it's not an asteroid, it's a rockeroid, which is just a bigger... Well, there's the end of part one of a five-part series, uh, The Five Faces of Darkness. I guess we're gonna get into... I don't know, what part do you want to do next, Paul? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, well, we're gonna have a second beer. So, well, let's do two, because, you know, they go together. You know what? I was gonna suggest nine. Oh, okay. I, but I like I like two. I like the way you're thinking. Uh, all right. Uh, so tomorrow we'll uh, see you guys for part two. But if you for some reason cannot wait twenty four hours, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter. I'm at John Sobe Paul's at P McPherson one. Yeah, and make sure you uh, rate and review us on uh, whatever it is you use to listen to us, and uh, tell all your friends. Tell them today. Tell them tomorrow morning. <laughs> and then tell them the day after, the day after that, the day after that, the day after that. Well, Paul, I'm about done to my beer. How are you doing? Yeah, this one's uh, just about done, yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> see you tomorrow. All right. Talk to you then. Monka Spanka. <laughs>